day everybody thank you one more time for joining us on this week's episode of value nigeria podcast it's a pleasure to bring this podcast um, to you and part-time um, it's our aim to bring the best of financial education and financial literacy to the retail investors who listen into this podcast from time to time and um, we also aim to bring in various investment and financial professionals who are experienced, who have seen various sides of the market and who the retail investors can learn from. In that same vein, we'll be continuing today. We have a guest on the show tonight. Uh, my guest is a graduate of um, the Covenant University, where he studied banking and finance and came out with a BSc in 2011. He's also bagged an MBA degree, a master's in business administration from the Obafemi Awolo University in 2017. Um, by means of various qualifications that he's garnered over the years that he's been an investment professional, um, he's an authorized dealing clerk on the floor of the Nigerian Exchange Group, and he's an associate member of various financial bodies, uh, such as the Chartered Institute of Stockbrokers, the Nigerian Institute of Management, the Investment Advisors and Portfolio Managers of Nigeria, and an associate member as well of the Chartered Institute of Bankers. Um, my guest today is vastly experienced and has spent a good number of years, uh, almost a decade, in the financial service industry where he has gathered experience from the capital market side of things in assets and liability management, portfolio management in compliance, financial service, business development, and in investment banking. Uh, by way of um, other interests and general interests, uh, my guest today has an entrepreneurial mindset. He's a husband and a father. He's passionate about youth, leadership, politics, financial literacy, and even about the gospel. Uh, my guest today is a Christian who takes his religiosity um, very serious. He's a lover of God and is passionate about what he does. Um, it's a very big singular pleasure to have my guest on the show this evening. And my guest, to let the cat out of the bag, my guest is Mr. Shegun Aremu. It's a pleasure to have you on the show this evening, um, Mr. Shegun Aremu. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much, Ajipola, um, for this wonderful uh, initiative. I'm I'm really impressed. I'm really grateful for this opportunity and this privilege. So again, I am Shebo and I'm an, I'm an investment banker, and uh, I love my uh, love what you are doing, and I also love to keep being a part of this. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you very very much, sir. Um, I remember all our conversation, um, speaking with you and trying to get your consent to come onto the show. It's been very smooth and I've enjoyed a very good conversation with you. I really appreciate your time, sir. Um, this evening, I've reeled out a couple of things about you, but I always like getting to know our guests a little bit better, even on the personal level. Um, do you mind just sharing something about yourself, maybe your growing up years um, and some lessons you learned along the way in your formative years, sir? Oh, great. So, uh, growing up here, uh, I'm the first born of my family, and uh, I, I, I kind of found purpose early enough in life. So, I kind of knew where I want to be, what I want to do, and all. And uh, a, a core value of hard work is very key, and, and taking God seriously. 
uh, from a young age has been has been a passion. Then then I uh, my work with a, a, a personal core value, and the keyword is relevance. Everywhere you find yourself, be relevant. Everywhere I find myself, I'm relevant. And to be relevant, you need skills, you need competence to be relevant, really. So you are you are learning art skills, you are learning soft skills, all because you want to be relevant. Quite for quite all right, nobody is indispensable, but sometimes you are you can be irreplaceable. So that I like what I've worked with all my life to, to make sure that I'm, what has been helping me that everywhere I find myself from secondary from secondary school I've been in leadership, I've been an house prefect, I've been in a school somewhere, to university, different positions executive wise, academics, same with service here and all I was in Nigerian present for Red Force in Nigeria uh, at, at the time when I was serving, and, and quite a number of, of stuff in NTCF and all. But with my uh, thank God for where for how he has helped me, and to be uh, and, and to be honest, the journey to to be where I am right now is a journey of sacrifice and the journey of God's grace, uh, like I always say. So you have to really give up to go up, like John Mason. So many sacrifices, so many sleepless nights sometimes, but God is faithful. God is faithful, and honestly, I'm still learning. I'm still training. I'm still getting better, and and with time, we keep helping younger ones to go further in life. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you very very much uh, for for sharing all of that, sir. Um, from what you've said, it's very obvious that your your you take your religion, you take your profession, you take life generally very seriously, and you put in your best uh, at every opportunity that you have. Um, you mentioned something very important while you were speaking. You talked about you being lucky to have discovered purpose, to have you know found out what exactly you were made for. Uh, how did this happen, and how did you discover this? Your passion for the financial industry and for for investments. Okay, so going up in uh, in in the early nineteen nineties. My dad is a stockbroker, and and as I know, he's doing he's even retired as a stockbroker. But but then growing up, you see him uh, going wearing suit and tie, and you know, not ask your dad. You as at as at nineteen eighty eight, he was Billy Click on the exchange, and then when it was all manual and all, and sometimes it, it takes us to the the floor of the exchange at that time. Then you can stand at the lobby to watch the brokers trading. You know, then the system was different. You know, it was not like now that everything has, has now become so automated. So I think I got my passion from that. And I was seeing him doing the, the job and asking that, what do you do? He said he sells, um, sells and buys shares. I'm like, well, I've not seen you carrying any carpenter around, selling or uh, bringing chairs and selling it at home. You know, then, so now, so then, now commence buying us. By now, my senior, but me especially, these uh, several materials on, on stock exchange, on trading of uh, shares, or, or, or just know more about the what they do. So, do, so I think that's where I got the passion from. Then in, in life, as I, I started growing up in the in secondary school, I had to pick a, a course, which one I'm going I'm to go. So I went to science class, went for some like a week. I was seeing what they are doing, chemistry, physics, men. There was no entrance. I was not caught in place. At the time, nobody asked me that, okay, 
where do you want to go to? Maybe you want to go to Thailand, and although I advise you to go to this one, you know, nobody, you just go to just find your level. So as I'm finding my level, I go to accounting, uh, to commercial class, and I found out when, when, what they were teaching was thinking with my, with me. Accounting, you know, business and uh, stuff, commerce, and I was thinking economics, was thinking with my, my passion. And no, so from there, I, I kind of dictated, okay, this is where God is, is wanting me to be. So my, now my dad's background with all, all this made me have that passion towards this, this area. And by God's grace, I've tried to help myself to get to the peak of where I can get professionally in this in in the academic part of it. All right, perfect. Thank you, thank you very very much, sir. Um, th- there's always a, this follow up question that I like asking my guests, especially when I okay. hear um the kind of uh, like how they got started in finance, like uh, handing down from one's parents. And the question always yeah. is. What steps are you taking as a parent? I, I know being a father is very important for you. What steps yeah. are you taking as a father to hand this down even to the next generation, just as it was handed down to you? Yeah, so as a father, uh, uh, basically, from my perception, I'm looking, I'm thinking that my my children are never even going my line. Though they kind of like my suit, like wearing uh, like wear my tie, and I'm saying that, oh, I, I like to be like, look like daddy, you know, all those kind of things. But the, the truth is that from, from what I've been asking them, oh, that the first one should be, should be a, a six a, this year. I asked her, that, oh, what do you want to do? I want to be a doctor. And the other one, look like, I thought I want to be an engineer. But you see, you flow their passion. Yeah. But the most important thing is that they should be intelligent financially. Mm-hmm. Like now, I believe in mentorship and I do a lot of, Mentoring for quite a number of young people who are in this line, quite a number of them. In fact, I, I remember somebody just messaging me yes, uh, I think last week, thanking me for my advice and mentorship that she has passed the ICANN exams oh. at, at first level. Because you no, know, when we discussed, I said let 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 now know about all the, some of those things that she had to do and uh, how to build career capital that will help her in in the journey, you know. And so for me, I it, it's about mentoring. Uh, more people, not even my children alone right now, to about, about handing it down. But then, in, in, in the course of their life, if they find it, oh, fine, and with what they want to do, and he, he, I will support them, I also encourage them. But then, it's much more than my two children, it's beyond the old generation I want to mentor for this. I, I totally agree with you, sir. And this is where your, your passion for the youth and, you know, for, for passing on financial exactly. literacy comes into play. Exactly. I'm just going to go into the meat of our discussion today, which is estate planning. Um, it's not a topic, or it's not a subject that a lot of people want to hear just because of uh, the connotations and all that come along with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could just tell us what ex- estate planning actually means and why it's quite important, why we should consciously force ourselves to think about it. Okay, beautiful. I would, I'll say it in a... In the more simplified version, so estate planning is, is the bringing of two words together. Mm. You have estate and you have planning. So the first thing to, to first think out is is what is an estate. So an estate is a cumulative sum of all your assets, both liquid and non-liquid. That's all. 
I don't want to give you threat of yes. giving you textbook definition, mm-hmm. making you look. But this podcast is to let make people enlightened in the more the most simplified version. Yes. So I will not give you anything complex at all. So we are adding up all your assets, both liquid and non-liquid. Liquid means cash. Non-liquid means properties or cars or any, anything that is non-liquid. It's then planning goes to show that, okay, how do I structure my portfolio? How do I structure my assets, liquid and non-liquid, such that even while I'm alive, it can be regulated and, and controlled such that even after I leave this earth, I transit, my beneficiary is just coming be, be, behind me. They can have something to start to live on or to, to work on. Now, for me, estate planning is about leaving a legacy behind. I keep saying that you cannot hand over your salary job to your children. What you can hand over to them is a proper business, a proper estate that they can, they can, they can own, they can take care of, and they can manage. You are leaving a legacy. The Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children. children. Yes. A good man. I, I know the Bible is very correct. A good man. So if you, if you want to measure your goodness as a man, even as a woman, what are you leaving for your children? So the estate is, is, is about combining those things. So you are looking at how do I plan my life after death? And even how do I plan my life even while I'm alive? So we have people that, while you are alive and you are getting old, you are getting aged, you cannot, the, the fiscal strength to do some, some stuff cannot, is not there again. So what do you do? You, you look for a trustee that helps you to manage those things. They manage your, your, your words while you are alive, even to where you are, when you are no more. So your word speaks even after you are, you are gone. And so they manage, they manage the whole estate such that you can be on and say, okay, I have a property in Lagos where I collect rents. So going forward, you'll be the one to represent me there, be taking the rents from them on my behalf. I'm going to my estate account and I'll tell you how to distribute it. They will be in the first deed as they want. Can I say, oh, I, I, I'm a board member in so and so company. But because of my age and everything, I cannot be participating there every time. So as my trustee, you can be doing it for me. So that firm called trustee will go there and be on the board for you and go and be speaking your voice. So that saves you the stress. Though they will take their fee, the trustee fee. But then it's much more worth it than all the stress of you traveling about. Because they, they are, they are, they, they are the firm. Because they can send anybody to represent you there as a firm and to speak your voice, most importantly. So, so planning an estate is about how do you structure, how do you plan, how do you get going your liquid and non-liquid assets for yourself and for your family that are coming behind you. Thank you very much, sir. Um, you've you've made some very important points that I just want to highlight. Uh, one of them is that estate planning is not just for men. It's not just for me, it's exactly. for both men and women. Yeah, okay. women, yeah, exactly. Yes, and, and if we really, really love our families and we don't want to put them in jeopardy or we don't want to leave confusion behind, then we all need to take estate planning very, very, very seriously. Yeah. Now, the, the next question I'm going to ask is just from your experience or from, from 
what you've seen so far for someone who dies without um, an estate plan in place what are the sets of events that usually go on that eventually uh, to that leads to passing things down to the um, to his loved ones that's for someone who dies in tested okay yes exactly so somebody who dies in tested that is what it's called yes you die without a will and let me let you know that is very stressful there's somebody I I I I, I counsel or, or, or I give a special advice because I, because I work in a trustee firm in New Capital, I, I kind of bring people on board. So the person can be to say, ah, uh, you, you work in this one so please, how can you assist me? My dad just died and he has some money in his account, some properties and this thing, and he does not have a will. We, we pursued this for almost a year. And, and that is because we are a trustee firm. Because you have to get it our administration, Go to court and do probate. All the family must be involved. Everybody will not be saying, "No, this is what it should be." No, that's not what it should be. You know, they, I'm the Olowie Ebi. I'm not the Olowie Ebi. I'm the firstborn. I'm not the firstborn. You know, all this bwaha, all this ulabalu, all this quagbe can be avoided. So it's now stressful that you have to go into court. And you know, Nigeria court is not as as fast as in some places. You would wait, you go through that probate, uh, this thing, that type of arbitration, they will go and find it, they will approve it, all this. The, the, the bureaucracy makes it slow. So the beneficiaries keep playing green. They keep waiting and keep waiting, keep stress. And the, the probate will still take, take a, a part of the estates when they are done. They will take the own percentage of the, and you have to pay them them over what they cover so you know all those things is, is stressful so that's what happens when you 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 die in test it and in, in some cases there's a popular man in nigeria as we speak the popular family he's a very he was a very 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 rich man in the in the early 1960s as in in fact was was Nigerian minister of finance at the time very, very wealthy, but they died without a will. They are still contesting his will till now. They have died long ago, about 40 years ago, almost 50 years ago now. It will, it will still be contested. And while it's still being contested, it cannot be shared. And so, meaning that even if I have properties, I have complaints, everything will die. They have died by, died by now. So, no legacy to leave behind. Then there will be, be a lot of infightings, a lot of struggles, a lot of acrimony among family members. You know, many things come up. So that's why it is better for you to die test it. Oh, perfect, perfect. Thank you very, very much, sir. Um, I'll just summarize what you have said. So, so it's a very stressful process for the family and the loved ones of somebody who dies in test it. Um, it involves get letters of administration, going to the court for through the probate procedure, um, involving yeah. the whole family. Um, the government will still take a huge tax, like from the from the from the yeah, value exactly. of the properties and everything left behind. And there's a lot of delay in the beneficiaries getting their entitlement. Exactly. Um, so exactly. it's, yeah, so definitely we all need to take um, the the estate planning. 
very, very seriously. Now, looking at our environment, wills seem to be the most common form of estate planning um, tool that is being used in our, in our environment. Can you just talk a little bit about wills? What are wills and uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages of using a will as one's estate planning tool? I, I will talk about will, but for us in the, in the industry right now, we, are, we have looked we have looked beyond we, to be honest. Yes. So we are talking about people building a trust while and a will. Because even though you have a will, the will is good, meaning that you die tested. But the disadvantage is that it can be contested. And when it is, it slows down the process of the beneficiary getting what is due to them. That is why the will is good to speak with the voice. But the challenge with the will is that it can also be contested at the court of law. But it's good because at least if first and you don't need the instead of, 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 of administration to start with. That one is easily gotten and it not there are no stress to it. But it will just try to say, okay, this is what I have, this is what I've I've said, this is my voice that should be electrocuted even after I've passed. And you appoint a lawyer, or you can appoint a will also with a trustee. But what we are pushing right now is a trust, and it's called a living trust. I'm saying this because much more than a will, I want people to start looking at the idea of building a living trust. So, a living trust is the, is, is, is the best form of estate planning, really. So, really, when I'm alive and I'm getting aged and I'm saying, okay, I, I want a trustee. In fact, they were to, were to draft a trust deed. You will explain all your beneficiaries there. You will explain all your assets. And you will explain how you want them to be used, even while you are alive. So even while you are alive, they, they, they have started the execution without any going to court or anything. It's already in process. And even while you pass, it's still being executed. You know, where I work is the oldest trustee firm in Nigeria. And they've been around for over 50 or 50 years now. There's another capital trustees. We finally UPA trustees. Now another capital trustees. So we've been here for a long time. And, uh, and you know, uh, we have seen a lot of cases. A lot of, lot of them that are still coming up. So what, what is the advantage of your will is that you are better sure that you have put down your voice, what you want, how you want your, your life to be, how the the party to be shared is, is expressly stated. But the 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 the, the is that it can be contested and it can also go through a long a lot of long public uh, stress. But with a trust, a trust they already have every detail and it's and it's secret because your trust is also backed up by the law. Because when you sign your trust deed, go to the court and we go and stamp it. Yeah, it becomes a legal document. And if you want to amend it, it's called codicil. If you want to amend what you've written on all, so it's, it's allowed. So you can go amend it. Even while you are alive, okay, for example, let me tell you a story. So a man put his son in the will and in his trousers and he felt, okay, he was doing well and all and all and all. And the man found out that, oh, the boy, because he, he had an idea that 
is the, the only son. The same is behaving. No, the father oh, is a rich man and all. And he believed that, oh, because the only son, they will, they will give him everything to manage, right? From the eastern part of our nation. Yes. They take boys very seriously, you know. Yes. The boy will come home very drunk, you know, will become irresponsible. The man had to change and amend the first deed. I said, no, don't give my son any of this, any profit from this estate after I've gone. Until he gets a base certificate. Until he goes to a master's, one gets a master's and shows himself responsible. Not long the man died and the boy was shocked to see that he was not on the wheel and on the trust deed. And, 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 and there's nothing you can do. Was later Lola told him the conditions precedent before he can actually benefit from that way. And that changed his life. Got him to be more responsible. Now went to university. Now found his way somewhere. You know, he now became responsible. And that was until then. He then was now said, okay, let's start giving him out of what he do, what he, what I've written in the will for him. What am I saying? The man was still alive when he wrote this in the trust deed. That was already being executed. And even while he was still alive, he, he changed it so that, you know, because, because he wants to leave a legacy for his business. The man has a business empire, so he doesn't want anybody to come and destroy his business. And some, you see some people in this, in this nation, in Nigeria right now, they now have what they call a family estate uh, office, where some people... When they have a very big company, like Dangote now, if he wants to continue to leave this legacy, he has to have a family estate office, whereby somebody, probably his child or so, will be able to, to take on this particular business and keep it going. In fact, a sorry case for me is the story of Abiola. I keep wondering, how many of his businesses are we hearing again? He has so many children, but no family estate office, no estate planning. He was a wealthy man, one of the most wealthiest men in Africa at the time. Where is Concord? All those companies that we, they employed people, you know, that, that, that had significance at the time. If there was an estate planning, that, okay, while I'm alive, this is how it should be run. While I'm dead, this is how it should be run. It would have still been around. Because the trustee would have made sure that the company was still running irrespective and they have a board. Because the trustee will always be on the board of all, of all those companies and ensure that they live up to what is on the trust deed. So now we preach living trust as a way of, of leaving a legacy and passing a legacy behind to your unborn children and to your, to your beneficiaries, actually. Yeah. And in this case, the man doing this is called the settler. Or the one who doing it is called the settler. So I'm done either by the woman or the man. The major goal is to leave a legacy, a legacy behind. Thank you very much for that very, very in-depth answer that you have given us. Um, you've, you've talked about the wheels being the lowest rung of the ladder. And you've talked about a lot of the problems that even wheels can bring. Uh, and you've gone on to talk about trusts and trustees. Um, I, I just have a follow-up question based on the trustees. Um, I, I recognize the pioneering role that um, United Capital trustees uh, play in the market. 
my question is this for somebody who wants to enact a trustee or who wants to get a trustee does that mean that he'll transfer all the assets that he owns maybe his houses his shares everything that he owns he will transfer it over to the trustee and they will become like managers of those assets even while the person is alive yes if 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 more or less like that so it's like you appointing an md but you are the chairman of the company. So the MD still must do the bidding of the chairman. So in, so in fact, the chairman still owns the company. So the major thing we're just doing is just to represent the set law. Nothing more, nothing less. Being, being in the hand of the trustee is more or less to give it a more legal perspective or give it the local standing to be able to operate on behalf of. So if I'm not if I'm not bearing the sole name of what I'm asked to do, then it will not look right. So it might be it might be said that okay, I've transferred like more like a P of A and say, okay, all the assets is in this asset, so so and so and so is in, is in your hands, or this how it is. And some can say, okay, don't worry, don't 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 manage it yet. Wait till so so and so time. Everything must, must be must be interpreted as perfected. We trust it. And we only prove to the assets that you have. But again, from my own end, from the trustee end, we we'll open an, an account for you, for that for that estate, in, in the name of that estate. So every proceed or also goes to the account. And it can be vetted, can be audited and all. Everything is checked. And in fact, every person that comes, every fund that comes, you are aware of it and you can get a spread of account at, that, at any point in time. And even the charges, you're also aware of everything. In fact, we have some people that, that we are that are our client right now that we used to help them to all their dividends, all the shares that they have everywhere in the country, every of their shares, they pay to their asset account. And that money is still alive. Instead of him, him chasing all the shares everywhere in Nigeria, we will do it for him. And the money goes to your account, and that's for a statement and say, okay, how much is my statement? Uh, what is there? We will explain everything to him. And that was the I do, also getting interest on the money as well. The reason I ask that question is because we, we know how skeptical Nigerians are and how, how we can be no. quite careful. Um, somebody somebody yeah. might be thinking if I transfer my assets to the name or to this trustee or to this company, yeah. you know, yeah. what's the guarantee that they are not going to play hanky-panky with me? Um, ah, no, no, no. Another part of this of this issue is that the trustee, we are the trustee. We are, yes. we are regulated by the SEC. Our firm is regulated by SEC. So, at any point in time, the trustee is answerable to the state law. You are, the state law is your employer. You are the employee. So if, if, if there has been any anomaly, if there's any negligence, it can be reported and taken up. So we are, we are to act and in best of good faith and competence in kind of all, 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 all what we do. And you see, that's what has helped us over the years. Because many families... I see them benefiting from this. In fact, I know of a, of a family, like the clients, that the third generation, that the one that benefits from the, the third generation, 
first have gone, second have gone, the grandchildren wow. who are now grown up, that they won't benefit from the as, as we speak. So you see how, how it, it, it's, it's far reaching. Now, now the, the next question I would like to ask is, somebody listening to this might just be thinking to themselves that, well, I'm just a small time player. My entire net worth is not even up to 100,000, 500,000, 1 million, 5 million, 10 million. The question is, at what net worth or at what value of a net worth would you strongly begin to advise people that you really, really need to start taking estate planning very seriously, particularly maybe even as, a, as um, you know, engaging a trustee and all? Beautiful. I wanted to say this earlier, but I said, let me know one fast beyond uh, mm. than my shadow. Okay. You can start this at any age after 18, Number one. Number two, you can begin at any time you perceive that you have, you have acquired something valuable to hand over as a legacy to your children and beneficiaries. So, meaning that what to live a legacy is relative, actually. Some people owe oh, 100 million, some owe oh, 50 million net worth, some 1 million. Is what they have, but then that's the legacy they can leave for their children. Children. So at any point in time, you get to that level of 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 perception or of that you realize that I can do this for my children. For example, at my level for my children, I have an heritage trust for their education. So even while I'm not around, I plan to live longer. I will live long by God's will. But even while I'm not around. There's something that will take care of their education. They are already putting funds in every month. More or less like that. So you can begin with any amount, any amount at all, and anything at all. If, even if the house that you have, even the business that you have, even if, even at, at that level you want to execute your chores, you can. Right. But then, from the from professional angle, I want to advise, okay, when you acquire something that is quite substantial, you're looking at an income network of, of maybe 10 million in terms of assets, liquid and non-liquid. For example, you have an house somewhere, you have some land somewhere that you can hand over. For example, I have an example of this. And this is a very sad story, actually. But somebody I know that it happened to. So this lady is a friend. I met her through somebody. And she got married to this, this guy from a tribe in the country that I will not mention so that, uh, to avoid bias. And interestingly, interestingly, the first day of their marriage, they, you know, they were struggling to get uh, income, they were working, they were doing business and all. Second year, the man began, began to boom. He got a business contract, traveled abroad, supply, blah, 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 blah. And you know, you say buying land somewhere, and you say building house somewhere, and not the third day into their marriage, and, and now they already have a baby girl already. The third day into their marriage, the man died. But no estate planning. Nothing, nothing. No will. He died completely tested and very dead at that. No trust, no nothing. God's so good. That's one of the assets that he has. That is only the wife and him that knows. The family came 
and chased the woman and the child out of the house. This little change of story with me, you know, it took me days to go out from that over because I wonder how will a, a widow and a daughter be chased out with so much ignominy that she married your your brother or your family member and she was with him. And now that he has gone and he has been able to build up some small cash, even when he, when he was struggling, you guys were never there for him. So he wants to now claim property, claim everything and say, oh no, he's our brother, he's our brother. Because he has, there's nothing to eat to fight with. So the lady now had to just fall on the little things that only her and her husband knew. So that was how she was able to secure some level of uh, independence and uh, income to her and her daughter. Wow. But if the man had said, oh, I said be something, so let me let me begin and let's say planning a trust deal, a will, or something like that, you know, that would have saved her the hassle the of that embarrassment and that, and that shame that she went through. So thank you very much, sir. Um, so there's as long as you are above eighteen and you feel you've accumulated something worth passing on, yes, don't wait exactly. until you hit one specific threshold. Just put exactly. in an estate plan in place. Perfect. Exactly. Thank you very much, sir. Now, just as we begin to wind down the conversation, a specific a question just dropped into my mind. Now, now for for companies like um trustees like United Capital. PLC now that is based in Nigeria. Um, say you have a client that maybe one of the Nigerians in diaspora listening to this that has assets that are beyond the shores of Nigeria, maybe has a house in America or in the United Kingdom and wants to take advantage of um, the services of these trustees. Are you able to cover assets that are outside the shores of Nigeria? Oh, interestingly. You also want what they call a diaspora trust for those offshores. We manage their investment offshore and uh, we also help them to manage their investment here in the country. Because some, you know, they don't trust family. They are, some people are giving, uh, for example, that's why they give family member money to help them to build out. They were showing me pictures, fake pictures. But that means they say, where's the house? Uh, the house, uh, there's no house. So. <laughs> So we help people to handle that aspect too, such that okay, you can bring, you can send in money to your trust account. We help, help you to manage it. Would you want to buy a house? Want to do a, a, a real estate? We help you to look at it and provide it and give you account. And because we are a firm, right? We are a properly a, 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 a proper firm and regulated, but act in good faith at all times. At all times, because of our name and our, and our reputation. So for that, for those abroad, we can we also have uh, links abroad. How we manage all those assets, both financial and non-financial. Perfect. Yes. Thank you very much, sir. No Another thing came to mind, like if we are engaging the services of a trust, and say for somebody who invests, like um, is active, like a retail investor in the Nigerian stock market, say he transfers his assets over to the trustee. If he needs to make any changes, like to sell sell something, buy something, does he still do it himself, or will he need to send instructions to the trustee, like okay, sell this, oh. buy this, or what's that process like? So in the old, in the big picture, mm. he's still doing it himself, but through a, through a media, mm -hmm. which is called the trustees. 
or any other means. But the medium or the, the, the way it is being done is the same as the trustee. In fact, that is even the bit of the planning. I sit down and I instruct people to say, sell so so and so, buy so so and so, invest my fund so so and so. For example, let me tell you some of the people have, have, have helped as well, or we have helped as well. There was somebody that retired from a particular big oil company, and know, and it will give me a big gratuity. We had to sit down and plan his portfolio, such that we even had to ask and say, okay, what is your lifestyle like before you became retired? Your children, are they still in school? Your your wife, what business is she doing? Or you too, what, what business you plan on doing? You know, so we structured the portfolio to suit the lifestyle of that person as, as a retired person and all. And the person now says, okay, I want this particular asset. Let me buy this. Let me sell this. Let me buy that. We, we just carry out the instruction. If we only see that you are doing something that is not right, like, like uh, our advisory team, we can advise you and say, ah, sir or ma, we think that this would be better if you do this. But then, the decision is still yours. And you will sign as well. You know? So you are giving us a mandate. We will carry out your mandate as much as you want. And in the big picture, you are still the one carrying out the instruction. We're only just helping to execute. Perfect, perfect. Um, thank you very much, sir. Uh, the penultimate question now: United Capital PLC as a firm is a is a okay. is, is an institution that have gotten your in- investors very very excited, right from the time yes. it was spun off um, United UBA. It's been a yes. success story all the way. What's the secret? What what makes United Capital tick, and what should we expect going into the future? Yes. So what uh, what makes us tick? Basically, there are, we have uh, different core values mm. that we work with, and there are three major core values among many others that I also mentioned. And number one is it's been enterprising as a firm. I also believe in execution, and also to top it all, we also believe in excellence. So those things are they, are they are key. Among the fact that we we try to ensure, as the management try to ensure that we have an high level of professionalism. You are being professional in what you are doing. You have enough knowledge and confidence and competence in what you are doing. So basically, we have been we have, we have had that resilience in the system and. And the people are they keep going perspective and to build the brand and to build a brand that they are proud of. You know, if people are, 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 are working somewhere and they are proud of their brand, it also adds to their own esteem. Yes. So I think and that would have been able to help us to get going amidst all the challenges that we face as well. Thank you very, very much, sir. Now, for the retail investor listening to this, what words of advice or what, if you had to sum everything up into one, two, three points, what take-home message would you like to leave home with this retail investor? 
Okay. Number one, say three points. Let me just make it three. Number one, start an estate planning process now. Number two, start an estate planning process now. Yes. <laughs> Number three, start an estate planning process now. Mm. Now, now, now. Because you don't know who God is speaking to right now. Yes. That you'll be thanking uh, Mr. Gibola <laughs> for this podcast. Sure. And bringing me on board as well. I say, oh, thank God that this guy, I learned this thing from this person. This is where I learned it from. If not, now my brother that died that time, not, no, nothing would be there for his children. But you saved him. And you saved the family and his legacy. You see, this is where you start. Take action now. No wasting of time. For for those who are retail, no matter how much you have, start with something. No matter how, how much you have, start with something. 10,000, 5,000, 100,000, 1 million, 20 million, any amount you have, start. You start building something. Because the more you start, the the they tried to, to plant a tree mm. was 20 years ago. Yes. The second best time is now. No. Is now. So, the point that everybody listening to me as financial investors, you start, you start now. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. It's been a very big pleasure having this conversation with you. And um, we, we took quite a lot of your time, but we are glad that you shared this um, nuggets and, you know, from your rich experience with us. And I hope, even if it's just one person listening, that this message would have a, a meaningful impact on, that would be enough uh, outcome uh, to justify what we've done this today. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, All right, perfect. Amen. And you too, sir.